We have risen from the ashes to school the masses. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Scholars Wrestling Show, episode 394. I am your man behind the microphone, Scholar Jeff. Joining us this week, the OG Undisputed Scholar and the current reigning Scholars of Wrestling world champion, the one and only Scholar Tarek. Scholar Tarek, is your, how's your evening going, and did I get your title right this time? It's passable. I'll just say I'll just leave it at passable. that. Passable. It's passable, passable he says. You just That's got, passable. It's passable. You got to have more oomph when you're introducing your oh, champion. Oomph. oomph. I re, I re, the champ requires more oomph. Okay. I will, you I know will what? Be I'm going to I'm going to remember this. I'm going to remember this the next time you win this title. Whenever that's going to be, I'm going to do the exact same thing with you. When you're introducing yourself as the champion, I want to hear more oomph. Oh, so you want me to oomph myself? You, you'd be okay with me oomphing myself? Oomph yourself all night. Okay, as long as, long as we're clear on the, on the metrics here. Absolutely. Is so yes, for all. When you're, do, when you're introducing the champion, whoever it's going to be, but in this case, it is me. You got to have more oomph. When it comes to introducing, come on, man. All right. All Goldie, right. Goldie I'll... deserves much more respect as well as I, as the one holding this beautiful, beautiful Goldie. All right. In that case, I will be sure to uh, deliver much more oomph this time or, or the next time, rather. You know what? I... Do it right now. You're, you, with your smug attitude, do it right now. Introduce me. And reintroduce me again for the Scholars of Wrestling show. Go on. Go on. You don't pay me enough for this. We are not going to have dead air while we do this because there's too much <laughs> to talk about in the world of wrestling. All right, we'll save it for next some time. Notable points. Yeah, we'll save it for next time. You can't fake it. You can't. If you want me to do, truly deliver the oomph, you can't fake the oomph. The oomph must well, be you know natural. What? It must be Here, sincere. Here's it. You know, you want oomph. You want oomph. The people at home want oomph. I got oomph. This is something I've been thinking about for a long time. Uh -oh. I'm thinking for something for next week for the prediction show for Clash at the Castle and All Out. Oh, I decided. I decided for my first title defense, I'm going to let the two people who did not go for the title at this past pay at at a uh, what was it SummerSlam. Mm hmm. Uh, the uh, the two people who did not go for the title at SummerSlam, which is Scholar Charlie and Scholar Jeremy, I can't wait for their reactions when they actually watch this video. For Clash at the Castle, they're going to go one-on-one -on -one to determine the number one contender for this Scholars of Wrestling Heavyweight Championship, and the winner gets to face me for that title for All Out. Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Hey, man. Camp laying down the gauntlet. I like it. Hey, it's very rare when the champion actually does something to really add oomph to this. Okay, I'll, I'll I, grant you that. That is, that I is make, some oomph right there. I make sure my title reigns are actually, you know, entertaining. I'm just not, I'm just not here to flaunt this pretty belt, to flaunt my pretty face. I am here to represent this title. In all its glory. Will I win? Possibly. Will I lose? Possibly. But hey, it is entertaining for scholars of wrestling. You'll get no argument from me on that one. And I shall be sure to deliver the oomph next time. 
Absolutely. We have, we have a we have an accord here, ladies and gentlemen. I love it. But anyway, speaking of accords, several accords were made this week in r- professional wrestling. And we're going to kick things off with the happenings on this week's episode of Monday Night Raw. The highlight of which seems to universally be the surprise return of one Johnny Gargano. I have to admit, I did not see this coming at all. It completely blindsided me. Instant reaction. What was as soon as you saw the name Gargano shoot up on the screen? What was your immediate thought? Well, to respond with like didn't see the fact that we knew he was going to be coming at least back to WWE as soon as Triple H was brought in. It was announced as head of creative. It was just basically it was never a matter of if, only when Johnny Gargano would return, and I essentially had the same response as everyone we hear his theme song playing we're just like all right yeah i love this wait a second wait what and then gargano pops up on the on the titan tron and i was like holy shit it's johnny wrestling and i couldn't be any more happy to have seen him it did catch me by surprise like i said knew he was gonna it was inevitable he was gonna come back it was just the question of when and of course, the one of the big highlights of his promo, me being a father myself, was the Bluey reference that he uh, that he pulled. I saw a lot of that. Like you're not the only one. As soon as he dropped the the Bluey bomb, so to speak, it seemed like all the dads and all the parents on social media all exploded collectively all at once. So I'm like, oh, of course, okay. There's and some again, relatability there. And hell, it was because I'm a parent I know of that show. And I'm actually really happy to know of that show because that show really is amazing. I love that show. The I don't just watch it with the kids. I sometimes I just watch it by myself. I'm not gonna lie, it's that good. Interesting. But yes. And of course it was just uh when it comes to the promo itself, I was of course it was just uh, a matter of time before uh theory came out with their history and the way and all that and uh I, I i like their back and forth i like that this is their at least gargano's first feud back in wwe his first feud in the main roster and yeah it's i'm all i'm all for this and even theory he needs more screen time i like that they're actually at least in theory's case, they're actually, you know, putting in the work of showing, yeah, he's still like, he may have been Vince's guy to hold that money in the bank briefcase, but Triple H likes him too. And he's going to display him as someone who actually is worthy of having that briefcase and could possibly cash in and win. But again, I don't think he's actually going to succeed, successfully cash in. It's just still getting him out there. And Definitely. it's a, it was a perfect, perfect feud to start with uh, Gargano, and I like the whole. Uh, uh, I don't know if anyone else got this, but when he when uh, Gargano super kicked him, I got a, like, barbershop feeling from it. A barbershop window feeling. Barbershop like... window. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got I that I got that feeling. I don't know if you got the same. I don't know if anyone else on the. I did the not world got that. I did not. Truth be told, I was more pleasantly surprised by how good his 
promo was and just the fact they showed up. He was in good health. He presented himself quite well. Because I I don't know about you. I had no idea that he was actually going to take Triple H's offer or he got an offer at all. I knew he was obviously one of Triple H's boys in in NXT Black and Gold. But there seemed to be so much ambiguity about Johnny Gargano and where he was going next, if he was going anywhere at all, that part of me didn't really know what to think. Like, it seemed plausible, but given the amount of radio silence we got and nothing seemed to leak, for WWE standards, that's very impressive. Oh, yeah, they definitely, uh, from what I've read, they definitely made sure he was a secret coming out. Like, no one knew he was there until he showed up uh, before he came out. They uh, had him in the in his, in his a private jet, so the fans didn't see him in the airport. They did their they did their best to really cover this up, and yeah, they did a very good job at it. I'm very impressed. Um, I heard I've been hearing like people from Dave Meltzer. Uh, I don't know if Brian Alvarez said anything about it, but just the whole, as they put it, the Miz type promo, just listing all his accomplishments in NXT is that. Um, when I heard, when I at least heard Dave Meltzer gave that response to this but like he didn't like he doesn't like those types of promos i feel like in gargano's case it kind of makes sense for him to be there because or at least to not be not just be there uh to have this kind of promo laying out his accomplishments in nxt being tag team champion two-time north american champion nxt champion so on and so forth i think it works in his case because the main the main roster audience is not as into the NXT, at least actually, yeah, it's even worse now, but they're not into NXT. They don't watch NXT as much as like us, the hardcore wrestling fans do, at least when it was the black and gold. So hell, it made perfectly clear. Hell, even Vince didn't do it. That's when he, uh, and he made, made it perfectly clear when he had these NXT call-ups. Um, but yeah, I, for Gar for Gargano to basically have the list of accomplishments, it's good for this case because it gives the main audience an idea who this guy is, why he's a big deal, why are all the hardcore fans who are who were in that audience, what was it, Cleveland? Uh I believe so. They like the hardcore fans knew exactly who he was and Oh no, they were in Canada. Were they in or were they, I thought they were no, in the last AEW oh. was in is it was in Cleveland this week. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that that's right. SmackDown and Raw. This uh or last week's SmackDown, this week's Raw was on Raw. was yep. in was in Canada. That's right. Uh but yeah, for the heart for the hardcore fans, we knew exactly who he was. We knew exactly what he was he's capable of, what he's done in NXT. This is just for the mainstream audience, like I said, for the mainstream audience to get to know who, get an idea of who he is, what his accomplishments are, why he's a big deal, and I can't wait to see what he's going to do in the main roster, possibly a DIY reunion, hopefully. It's especially now that Miz got abducted. Than I expected. <laughs> I'm still waiting for Dexter Loomis. Damn it! It's gonna uh, be it's gonna be revealed. Gargano sent Dexter Loomis to kidnap the Miz so DIY can return for a, a main roster one. You know what? That's so <laughs> insane. 
I would actually love it. <laughs> but uh, I, I love Dexter Loomis. I even love that they continued that on NXT. Uh, a brief index reunion. Brief index reunion and just saying goodbye for now. Yeah. And speaking of which, we there was actually some talk going around, potential spoilers, that they are thinking about calling up Indy Hartwell to the main roster along with Solo Sokoa. Now, if they do, the trajectories of both people seem fairly straightforward. I think we all know when and slash if they do end up on the main roster in the near future. I think we all know where they're going and who they're going with. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it really just makes me happy that we're having this discussion knowing that we don't have to worry about when them getting called up to the main roster because or how they're going to be treated. Or I was just going to say NXT continuity is actually continuity with all the of C WWE. word. You drop continuity. the C word. Boom. Boom. I love it. <coughs> but yes, total surprise. Definitely one of the highlights. I'm very excited to see what Johnny wrestling does next. Very overall, a very strong Monday Night Raw and a great showing for WWE in general before next week leading up to Clash of the Castle. But meanwhile, on AEW, they're not doing so badly for themselves either. Rumors going around, all, never mind. But we also got a rather surprising title change on AEW Dynamite this week. We've got... John Moxley, the interim AEW champion, becoming the undisputed AEW world champion by beating CM Punk in what I originally thought was five minutes, but actually turned out to be about three minutes and change. Yeah. Which, on paper, again, I heard about it before I actually saw it for myself. So I was just really shocked. Like, did something go wrong? But then I saw the actual match myself. And it's as soon as you see it, it's very clear what's going on here. That this is, at least to me, a very clear sign that they're building up to something far bigger, especially when we're leading up to All Out. Mm -hmm. I've been hearing that there's been opinions about this far and wide, up and down. What's your immediate reaction and where is this all going? Well, my immediate reaction was something similar to yours. Uh, I didn't see it live because I was busy. I was working. Uh, so, but I read what happened, and that it was essentially, from what I read, it's like essentially a squash match. Uh, John Moxley squashed CM Punk in a matter of minutes, and my immediate response to it was, was this punishment for him going off script, calling out Adam Page last week? And then Brian said, that's not at all the case. And then you responded saying, oh, yeah, that's not definitely not the case. And they're obviously planning something. And I'm like, OK, it's obvious. It's because I I didn't watch it. I'm missing something. I don't know the full details yet. And then immediately uh, after, because Dynamite ended, it was after 10 o'clock and I was still working. I saw I watched the whole match. They're just like, oh, here's the whole match. I watch it. And yeah, this was definitely story planned, especially with how much the commentators were go were going on as to how 
was CM Punk really ready to come back? That was the thing. Like, oh, he hurt his foot right right away. Was it silly for CM Punk to come back this early? Was he truly, was he fully healed? So I'm like, okay, this is all story. I am intrigued as hell, especially just from face from the facial acting of CM Punk just turning back. Funny enough, I kind of got a <laughs> DDP ending and ready to rumble, having the people hold him back. You just see him turning around, looking at Jimmy King went celebrating with the title. I kind of got that vibe <laughs> from it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> are you are we saying a triple cage match at all out for the title no not at all it's just just i would kind of love that not gonna lie <laughs> like i said it was just more of just the visuals of just cm punk all, like turning around looking at john moxley celebrating with the belts and i i love the meme response of uh roman reigns with two belts dean ambrose uh john moxley with two belts and then Seth Rollins, when he had two belts, like Shield is just dominating over wrestling. Even when they're in separate companies, they're just dominating. Pretty and much. Pretty much. And yeah, they pretty much well earned. I am super happy that uh, I, I really did like the presentation. I know a lot of people hated it, mainly people who were, it's just the audience. When I hear people, other people review a Wrestle Talk, Wrestling Observer, Fightful, they all loved it because of just what's being told story wise. And they're just intrigued on what's going to happen next. What's going to happen at All Out? What's, uh, what is it? Is CM Punk going to just take time off and just what, when he comes back, is this insinuating that, or is, is this slowly insinuating that, uh, MJF, who has been talked about, having his inevitable return to all to AEW is he going to be put in the title match for uh for all out so many questions that mm. really have me just it got me hook line and sinker ready for next week what they're oh, what yeah. they're going to do for the go home show for all out yeah and given tony khan's apparent booking style where things can happen week by week by week, especially at the final week leading up to a major pay-per-view. This is one thing I believe Tony Khan does well in the sense that you can actually build up something and he, he's got confidence that the shows, the big pay-per-view shows will sell themselves. So you can just work on building the best card possible every few months or so and you've got time to let the storyline simmer and you can just afford to bring on these last minute surprises leading up. So because sometimes the last minute surprises, like depending on who it is, it's just the name themselves. It's just the name that is more than enough. You Like at that point, having it just announced at the go home show would be like, okay, so he's kind of, he's fighting for the championship. That is more than enough for me. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'll be honest, this could just be me. I'm not entirely sure at the moment whether or not MJF is actually going to appear this right before All Out. I'm just not sure if that's going to be the case. It, it, granted, anything could happen at this point. 
given what they've been leading up to. If anything, I say he's going to make an appearance at All Out. Okay. Here, here's a question for you: Do you <clears throat> want do you want a rematch of any of the possibilities? Would you want a rematch between CM Punk and John Moxley, considering it's in Chicago? I'd say it's a pretty safe bet. I'd say I'll even go so far as to say that if that does not happen, then they've got something very dynamic and stand out for the Chicago crowd to not have CM Punk be the challenger in the main event of a major pay-per-view face or heel. Like if they, that's the only thing I can see that would possibly make up for CM Punk and that's in his place on the card, not main eventing in Chicago. If they do end up having someone like an MJF come back and win the title that night. That's the only thing I can see that would that could compare to CM Punk and Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, obviously we've got one more week to see how this all goes. We're gonna break it down its entirety next week. I but... would say, like, if anything, if they were to just have someone come in to be the next challenger, if they have like a battle royal on dynamite to determine the number one contender, if you want to have something for to like add more to continue our food reference when we talk about like uh, appetizers for pre-show fill in that that the juices for that meat that is the main event have them have a pro back and forth promo for rampage it'll be a, uh, a good way to actually get people to watch it that isn't that's not a bad idea the they are, yeah they they need viewers. They need people to have a reason to watch Rampage since view the viewership is relatively low. I mean, they're probably all worn out because watching SmackDown. But still, it's not not the best time time uh place to put time to put it. But hey, give people a reason to watch the show, like they had tonight with uh Claudio Castagnoli versus Dustin Run uh Runnels. I think that's maybe just you. That is, oh damn right, that's just me. <laughs> Sadly, I I didn't watch I didn't watch it because I, I was working. So I'm mm-hmm. at least I have it DVR'd. I am going to watch it as soon. It as is I get worth home. it. I was <laughs> able to catch it before we ended up jumping on the record tonight, and it's definitely worth your time, no matter who you are, especially if it's you. I will say it is nice to actually see that picture of the full Blackpool Combat Club. That was delightful. I'm like, oh, right. It's their first picture of all the members being there. It is lovely. Mm-hmm. They are a very dominant faction. And yes. they like, they're not, they don't even like really do, they don't really like do so much as a faction. Like they just, they keep showing up, just displaying how awesome they are. They all are. But it's just nice to see these pictures of them all together. It's like, yeah, they are a faction. They don't just do run ins and just beat up. Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society. <laughs> oh, speaking of Daniel uh, Brian Danielson versus Jericho for all out. An- yes, please. another another fun one by far. Absolutely, definitely looking forward to that one. But another thing we've got coming up that really just happened only a couple days ago. Apparently, in some sad news, excuse me. <coughs> ah, summer cough. Pardon me. Uh, speaking of people not feeling too well, apparently 
we got the bad news that Thunder Rosa is dealing with a late lingering injury and right. is unfortunately not clear to wrestle and unfortunately will not be defending her title again all out. But to crown yet another interim champion for AEW, there will be a fatal four-way match at AEW All Out consisting of, help me out here, Tony Storm, Harushita, Jamie Hayter, and Britt Baker. That's right. That's correct? All right. That is brilliant. correct. So, with this case, now we're we're back here all over again. What's your immediate reaction to the announcement of Thunder Rosa's injury? And do you have an idea just yet of who's going to take the title at All Out? Anyone but Britt Baker. <laughs> Fair enough. We've been that well before. I know. I don't get me wrong. I love Britt Baker, but I don't want her to see. An, I don't want her to be champion. I she. It she's will get to that Charlotte Flair level if she wins it. I, that I can absolutely see. I totally agree with you. As far I'll as just, I'm concerned, Britt Baker is a made woman. Yeah, she does. She's at that point where she's beyond the title. Uh, uh, I'm just throwing my prediction now. I, I I'm hoping for Tony Storm. She's Given the only that one. There's yeah. She's the only one that actually has real story connections, feud or teammate with Thunder Rosa. So having the Thunderstorm rematch for the title when she when she comes back, yes, please. Those two work well together, and I'm for it. Uh, and as long as they do with this interim championship, the same they did with Moxley, and just have her whoever the winner is uh, have whoever just constantly defends the title just shows, okay, she, she may be the interim champion, but she is the person that we're focusing on for this division. I'm I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. They do the same thing that they did with Moxley. And then on a side note, it just makes me really laugh out loud when vacant is all over Twitter going, God damn it. AEW stop making interim champions. <laughs> Stop not vacating your shot. belts. I want the belts, man. Give me the belts. <laughs> I'll tell you what. What you just said is probably the most likely scenario, especially if you believe the rumor that was going around that supposedly Tony Storm was supposed to beat Thunder Rosa for, at All Out for the title. If that's what ends up going down, I I think there's def she's definitely the favorite to win. But... That wasn't also the only match that was announced recently. It was actually just confirmed on Rampage, uh, just maybe hours away from us recording this, that we are getting the TNT title match, or, or the TBS title match, rather, between Jade Cargill and Athena. Mm. So I'm wondering, if this all goes down the way I think it will, could we potentially, and this is really the last question I've got for the evening, what if we have Jade Cargill drop the TBS championship to Athena, freeing her up, and then we actually end up getting Jade Cargill beating Tony Storm for the title before Thunder Rosa comes back. And then when Thunder Rosa does come back, She's got a dangerous big money opponent that she never expected. 
someone who's actually beaten her before. What say you? I don't like the idea of Thunder Rosa's championship just being a transitional thing. I don't really see in this particular scenario, I don't necessarily see it as being a transitional thing. Well, with how you with how you threw your question, it's just like, oh, Jade Cargill uh drops drops the TBS title to win the uh women's championship. So I'm just like, yeah, maybe if you had some time for some the whoever that wins the title to hold it for a while, sure. But I don't know. I just I think I guess it would if, just it would just take away whoever went really wins the championship at all out. Just cause that I can see. That I can see. But then again, I think the strength in this idea is because normally I would agree with you. But I feel like the strength of this one lies in the presentation of Jade Cargill and just the idea of even if it doesn't happen right away, the fact that Jade comes in and is just like rocking Tony or whoever the champion is at the time and just coming across as a much bigger, more surprising threat than I think Thunder Rosa was expecting. Because in in storyline anyway, she was sort of expecting that, okay, she was going to face her friend, sort of someone on equal footing with her, someone she expects. But when she comes back from injury land, lo and behold, here's six foot whatever of Jade freaking Cargill up in your grill and she's got a belt. And this is the big destiny battle. Maybe it's made it a little too dramatic for its own good, but I can I just see the potential here. I would say the potential is there. I just maybe give it time. That is fair. If I'm anything, not gonna disagree with you. If any if anything, don't if they were gonna if they're gonna take the TBS title off Jade Cargill at all out, which is a really big possibility because they booked Athena strong so strong as the first person who can actually be a credible threat to Jay Cargill's title reign. If she does lose it, don't have her just immediately jump into another title situation. Let let her have time to breathe, be her, her be herself. You know what I mean? I mean that was Definitely. pretty her with the TBS championship was just uh She's, that's been pretty much her entire career so far. Just win, win, win. There's a cheap, there's a new title. She's in it. She's obviously winning. Yeah. And that's as much as I feel like Jade Cargill has a lot of upside and she's, she's absolutely a star. And she, oh, she absolutely. So that's why I'm thinking, like, like you, like you noted, the TBS championship has been like one of her defining features. In my opinion, for a little too long, like I think they definitely need to switch up the title a little bit, keep it more fresh and exciting. Because what are they going to do? Uh, Jade wins, lol. Like, I no mean, winning streak can last for too long before it gets boring and it's detrimental to the performer. I actually would want, before her going for the women's championship, I just. Now thinking about it, I want to see Jay Cargill versus Britt Baker. That would, I feel like that would be a very good sort of holdover mini feud 
before they just dump yeah. her right into the into the title picture. I think yeah, that's it's a an inevitability. That's a, that's a feud that can be without the title, considering both of these two women established themselves as champ, like the longest reigning champions of the women's championship and the TBS championship, respectively. So they're reached that point where they just have their names to really promote a match. And it'd be something needed for the AEW women's championship or AEW women's division in general, since that's That's still AEW's biggest criticism for most is that their women's division is uh, not getting that much focus. And I feel like, that's a that's a great one. That's a great feud to put focus on that division. Uh, that's know, not that's away from a title. And honestly, the more I think about it, just with the way you pro- you propose that, they can get also several more weeks additionally, because both women have a posse. Exactly. One week you can get like Jamie Hader versus uh, Kira Hogan, or uh, Red whatever Red Velvet versus. A rebel or something or you're gonna switch them up or you can do a tag match as uh, uh, the a trios match that would be cool that Le- especially leading up to a, right before a major pay-per-view or a title defense hey you you just booked like big... six weeks of of women's division programming right there exactly it's again there's so much that they can do that doesn't have to revolve around a title for at least both of those women yeah, the, I think the more you talk about this, the more I'm really sold on the idea. Mm-hmm. You know where to send the check, Tony Khan. You're welcome. Now it's just a question on like how the others would have responded if they heard this idea. I especially with Jeremy because I know I know he's the most vocal when it comes to at least uh, Jay Cargill. Hey, I so think as long think as everything like... gets freshened up in the women's mm-hmm. division, especially with the TBS Championship. I don't think you're going to get too many protests. Just watch. I'm going to get lambasted next week. Like, no, that idea sucks. Blah, 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 blah. Jay Jay Cargill is the worst. She's not even up to Britt Baker's level. That's just crazy talk. That's a dumb booking decision. (laughs) Title opportunity, though. But your your plot. But your booking is terrible. Sorry, Jeremy. Love you. <laughs> and apparently everyone sounds like either a, an old-timey prospector or uh, <laughs> Billy Bassett. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> All right, boys, not out. Uh, so sorry to interrupt. Welcome to Scholars of Adam Sandler. Proceed. Proceed. But yes... That's really it, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's all we've got in the world of professional wrestling so far. <clears throat> now is the time when we're bringing over to you, our fellow fans. Where are all these titles going? Who's coming up next? And where is Johnny Gargano going to be feuding with next? Whoever it is, whatever you think, we want to hear from you. So drop us a line anywhere where we can be found all across the Internet. Facebook posts, YouTube comments, wherever you get your podcasts, we want to hear from you. But if you want to join the conversation personally, you can catch us on Twitter and join the conversation yourself. Cool, where can they reach you? 
You can reach me at the Avataric. And you can catch me at I'm Robbie Rage on Twitter. Join in the conversation. It's always a good time, especially when we're going to be leading up to a major show. But you already knew that. Because if you know who we are, we are the scholars of wrestling, and you have just been schooled. You're You're welcome. welcome. See you next week for a major wrestling weekend. Now I'm just going to go watch Bluey. Enjoy!